good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're listening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Christmas episode of Slouching Towards Byzantium that I have spontaneously decided to do here on Christmas Eve in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, It is Christmas Eve. It is approximately 11 a.m. on the morning of Christmas Eve. And uh, yeah, I just thought, hey, I'm actually going to take a walk today after several weeks of near housebound conditions, um, what with our evening curfews, weekend lockdowns, and general um, fear of being in crowded public places. Also, it's winter and it's kind of cold. Um, I did take a walk yesterday, actually. I've done my local walks, but I haven't done any major excursions in a while. So, it being Christmas Eve, um, I've decided to meet some friends over in the Balat Fener region of the old kind of area of Istanbul, which on a previous episode I kind of talked a bit about um, when I was discussing the walls along the Golden Horn. So I'm going to meet some friends there at approximately 4 p.m. and we're going to have a two or three hour walk through the neighborhood Um, As there are no cafes or anything open anymore in Istanbul due to COVID-19, it's going to be, yeah, just a walk. I'm going to bring a little little thermos cup full of hot wine, probably going to add some whiskey to that wine to give it some extra punch. And yeah, I'm going to meet some friends there. So uh, before I do that, I feel like I should talk about um, the history of the area of Fener and Balat. So these are two regions that are kind of, they're separate regions, but they're spoken of generally together. People will say they love Balat. What they mean is Fener. It's sort of, um, you know, the same area. The main difference between the two is Fener is a word um, in Greek in origin. And it comes from the word, actually in Turkish, it means a lantern, okay? So back in ancient Byzantium, there were lanterns on top of pillars in this region for some reason. And that word, fenar, became associated with um, the Greek Orthodox religion, uh, with Christianity. And so that name, fenar, had, has evolved over the, the centuries uh, and is kind of used um, generally to mean the seat of the patriarchate of the the Orthodox Church. So the patriarchate in Istanbul is actually like the Orthodox equivalent of the Pope, the Pope in Catholicism, the patriarchate here. So he's the head of the Orthodox religion and has his church and lives here in Istanbul. Uh, You know, going back to ancient Constantinople, he's always been here. So the term the Fenar is sort of used similarly as to how we might say the Vatican, the Vatican means, you know, the head of the Roman Catholic Church. So the Fenar is the head of the Greek Orthodox Church. So that's where it gets its name from, but it means that region. And so there are a lot of churches, which is why I thought, hey, that's a good idea for a Christmas Eve walk. I don't know if any of the churches are going to be open or doing Christmas Eve stuff. I'm hoping at least one of the dozen churches that I've bookmarked on Google Maps will be open and we can you know, have a little bit of that Christmas Eve feeling. 
So, um, Fena, yeah, is the, the Greek Christian kind of area. We can say the, the form, formerly Greek. Now there are not so many Greeks there, but the churches are still there. And Balat was traditionally the Jewish area. Um, so in the 15th century, when a lot of uh, Sephardic Jews were expelled from Spain, they migrated to Turkey and settled here in the beginnings of the Ottoman Empire. So in the late 1400s, actually, some of the first synagogues were established, and one of which is still functioning, the Ahrida Synagogue, which is in Balat. And it's right next to a really wonderful coffee shop called Coffee Department, which will probably not be open, but maybe selling to-go coffee. I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, that's a bit of a, a ramble um, of the region we're going to go to, and I will continue when I'm on the boat headed to meet there. So Merry Christmas Eve, and I'll, I'll see you in a bit. So I'm just like curious myself, actually, how did Byzantines celebrate Christmas? So I've just been kind of looking on the internet because apparently I'm not the only person curious about this. Um, gotta love the internet for that. So Byzantines um, being, you know, uh, Orthodox religion as opposed to Catholic, the Byzantine tradition does have some differences. But of course, you have to remember that when the Byzantine Empire began, there was no such thing as Catholic because the Great Schism was still years to come. I am not an expert in theology, and I certainly don't want to just randomly say incorrect things. Um, but the Byzantine Empire, you know, began in the, the fourth century. So, you know, 300 something years after the birth of, of Jesus, whatever you believe historically or not, um, historically or spiritually. Um, so these early, early Byzantine traditions you know, the gospels of, of the various, um, apostles and all that, you know, that was the original Christian tradition. And so these things have evolved over time. So certain things getting back to Christmas, um, that we associate with Christmas, Christmas trees are, you know, a later, um, popularization, particularly coming, I think from more Northern Europe, which, of course, they took their tradition from pagan um, holidays and celebrating the equinox and the, the whole concept of the Yule and, you know, the winter and nature and blah, blah, blah. So Christmas trees, we can say, probably weren't a thing in the Byzantine Empire. But having a feast um, for Christmas Day and, you know, the celebration certainly was. And I think, in particular, the 40 days of fasting up until Christmas were um, a really important aspect of it, as well as this idea of the uh, the royal hours. So the royal hours, I guess, is the end of this 40-day fast. Christmas Eve is here. It's very solemn, um, and it's a liturgical, liturgical, am I saying that right, feast of like psalms and hymns and scripture. And... Um, yeah, so ob obtaining or, you know, um, 
God, I can't speak. Maintaining a strict fast up until this point with Christmas Eve. That would have been very important. And that tradition did carry on into, um, you know, Western Christianity and Catholicism for sure. Because, for example, I grew up, um, you know, eating fish on Christmas Eve. That was the thing. I don't know why fish is always considered to be like fasting because it's not. Or that fish is like second rate. You know, that somehow you're depriving yourself by only eating fish. I don't really necessarily make that correlation because I love fish. But yeah, I, I grew up having, um, you know, like traditional Germanic um, herring salat is a, a particular salad we would eat on Christmas Eve. Um, you know, or like a filet of fish from McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, and in, in countries like Croatia, which I'm quite familiar with because I have friends there, um, there's the tradition of having, um, this spicy paprikash soup made from carp, made from this fish. That is what you do on Christmas Eve. That is just the, you know, the, the, the tradition. And I suppose it does, you know, maybe originally come from the Byzantine empire. So that's interesting, right? It's interesting. Uh, so the Byzantines at Christmas, well, we can only kind of imagine what they did, but there would have definitely been a feast then on Christmas Day. What confuses me a bit is, and again, I'm not an expert, but Orthodox Christianity, I was always under the assumption that they celebrate Christmas in January. But actually what I think that is, is that's the celebration of Epiphany, which is sort of the culmination of this season of Christmas. So December 24th and 25th are still um, celebrated as, you know, the birth of Jesus, but January 6th has some other more important significance in the Orthodox tradition. And I'm not even going to get into that because I don't understand it and I don't know enough about it. But anyway, tonight we are going to hope that some of these churches may be open and, you know, we can um, feel like uh, three wandering um, wise men, I guess, bearing gifts we traverse afar. So an interesting thing about living in Turkey uh, around Christmas time is that Turkish people generally celebrate something similar to Christmas with decorations, lights, some people even get trees, um, but they celebrate it on New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve has become kind of Christmasized in Turkey. Uh, Mutlu Yılar is like Happy New Year. And a lot of Turkish people will confuse the two and assume that that is Christmas, not really aware of December 25th as being, you know, significant or Jesus's birthday. Anyway, it's interesting also to note that St. Nicholas, who is the um, Christian saint associated with Christmas and where, you know, the tradition of Santa Claus came from or initially with St. Nicholas, uh, was born and from what is now modern-day Turkey. Demre in Turkey um, then was, you know, Greek, the city of Myra, and that is where St. Nicholas was from. Um, he died on December 6th, which is why that day is known as St. Nicholas Day. And, uh, sorry, I'm really distracted by this Christmas music I'm playing here. Anyway, uh, St. Nicholas Day is celebrated in the German tradition and other countries in Europe, um, children put their slippers out and they get full of chocolates and 
toys and things like this, which would be very popular in Turkey because everyone in Turkey wears terlik, slippers. Uh, anyway, so St. Nicholas is from modern day Turkey, that region, and was an early Christian saint around the time of Constantine. So when um, the Byzantine Empire first started, that is sort of the time period of St. Nicholas, who is the patron saint of sailors, uh, unmarried people, students. So kind of a, a good all-purpose patron saint uh, who was known, of course, for his gift giving. He became the bishop of Myra at that time and, you know, various miracles and things. I don't know anything about that really, but all you need to know is St. Nicholas was born in what is now Turkey. Welcome back to the Christmas um, edition of Slouching Towards Byzantium. I did go out last night on Christmas Eve and did a walk through Ivan Sarai, Balat, and Fenner. But as I was with friends and, you know, actually enjoying myself walking and talking, I didn't make any recordings in that period. So it is now Christmas Day. It is the morning after. And I thought I would wrap up the podcast just um, telling all you listeners what I did in my walk um, with friends. So we sort of began at the Ivan Sarai um, boat terminal and stopped at about five different Greek Orthodox churches that were all closed, um, including the Blachernai um, church, which is one of my favorite church is built on the site of an ancient spring. It's a beautiful little church where they sell this sacred water that is, you know, reputed to have healing properties. Anyway, it was closed. And then another church was closed and another church was closed. And it was, you know, a little bit weird. It didn't really feel very Christmassy. Um, but I finally solved the mystery of why these churches were closed. So the Greek Orthodox do celebrate Christmas on the 25th. But apparently Christmas Eve is not really celebrated. Maybe it's continuing that tradition of the long hours or whatever, whatever it was called that the Byzantines did actually, um, which was sort of a very solemn period the night before. And then Christmas Day, you know, churches opened and the, the celebration of Jesus and everything. So I don't know if that's it, but the, none of the Greek churches in Balat were open for Christmas Eve, even the patriarchate, even the main church. Uh, was closed. However, there is a church in Balat. It's up the hill into the heart of Balat near the um, ancient, well, not as ancient, but amazing Greek school that exists in Balat. Everyone who lives in Istanbul knows this building. It's brick. It's huge. It looks like a castle on the hill. It's amazing. It's still open as a, as a Greek school with very few students, but it is still open. Anyway, there's a church very close to there. Um, known as St. Mary of the Mongols. And this church in particular is really significant in Istanbul because it's the only church from the Byzantine period, so from before the conquest in 1453, the church from the Byzantine period, the only one that was never converted into a mosque. Um, and the reason for that is that after 1453, when um, Sultan uh, Mehmet the Conqueror 
was um, you know, building the Fateh Mosque, the big, big mosque near Tabalat in the neighborhood of Fateh, his, his you know, namesake mosque. Um, when he was building that, the architect for that mosque was Greek. And as a gift, he said, okay, here's this church, which was, you know, the site of quite a battle, um, you know, on the eve of the conquest. He said, okay, we've, we've conquered the city, um, but we're going to give you this church and you can keep it. Um, the Greek Orthodox, the Christians could keep it as a church. And since that day, it has remained a church um, for hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's the only one from before 1453 that has existed and stayed as a church. It is not usually open actually to the public. They don't really do services there. But we rang the doorbell and the caretaker of the church, he is, um, you know, Greek, Greek Turk, he let us in. And so we got to at least look at the icons and I've been in there once before, but to get inside there at all is a very lucky thing because generally speaking, it's sort of open whenever he decides to. Um, he lives in a little house on the church grounds, the church caretaker. So he let us in, showed us around, and that was really, really special and really nice. And then we just walked back down the hill, which was really great to take a walk at night. I haven't done that in months now because we have um, a 9 p.m. curfew here now in Istanbul. So yeah, we got to walk around, had some wine, had some coffee, took a bunch of photos and then took the boat back home for Christmas Eve. So I just wanted to share that uh, bit of information about what Christmas Eve is like in Istanbul. It's not as Christmassy, obviously, um, because Turkey is a Muslim country and, you know, there are a lot more mosques than churches. In some other parts of the city, there are churches that possibly did have services, but I did not really want to even attend a full service given the corona state of things so yeah and there are christmas lights up because as i said earlier turkey celebrates christmas on new year's eve so there are christmas lights and some kind of festive festive things anyway i came home and then there was a power outage <clears throat> but that's a whole other story of life in istanbul anyway i'm gonna wrap it up and just say merry christmas to everyone around the world and hope everyone enjoys their holiday and has a peace peaceful and safe holiday and new year bye <laughs>